We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings, RVC Heritage, DraftKings Picks, Preview Ownership Plus, the one and done, the final bets, and your last chance to get into the Listener's League for the RBC Heritage. The link is down in the description, still around 1,000 spots remaining, 3,500 this week, $15 to play, three max entry, the best tournament on DraftKings, and the only place you can find all of that. I was supposed to pick the winners for that giveaway we're going to do. So when you start vamping, I'm going to go pick the winners at random and do my number generator. But how'd you do with the Masters? It was okay. Could have, could have been a lot better. Could have been better. Yeah, I lost some money there. They got you know got the Mac Hughes lineup through in the Mega. That was nice. Had another Mega. I only played three, so the second one was very close. But it had a five of six with Brooks and Will Zalatoris, who <laughs> was 100% healthy, but now is out for the season. So that's the way it goes. Love those injury reports that we always talk about that we need so bad because even when the player himself tells you he's 100%, he's not. And in fact, he's withdrawing and getting surgery on the weekend instead of playing at Augusta National. Overall, though, fun event. I personally loved it, like, uh, you know, going down the stretch. I, I just, I was saying this to Kenny last night, like, I didn't see the the big PGA versus Live thing as much as everyone else did, I guess. I definitely don't think it boosts Live ratings or anything like that. I think we will see a Live boost in ratings at the Australia event, which is going to be exciting. But in general, I didn't see much out of that. Incredible stuff to see, but chip on shoulder narrative, Pat. We had uh, the, the main three Live guys, I think if you would, would have said who has a chip on their shoulder coming into something like this, 
Phil, Brooks, Reed, the types of guys that go out and get that done. If I had thought about this in advance, it would have been a good little lineup you could have put together. And then we talked on the recap show after round one about John Rahm and Sam Bennett. Rahm had literally mentioned, oh, betting favorite now? When I looked yesterday, I was third, knowing he's behind Rory and Scheffler. And then the Sam Bennett factor of back at the USM when he had said, you know, the media was sort of slighting him a little bit, wasn't putting him into the forefront. He goes on to win that in a battle against Carr. And then you go to this week where it was Sergeant, Sergeant, Sergeant. Great driving week from him. Nothing else to go with it. DFL. Meanwhile, Bennett makes it through to the cut. Picks up what he says, or I'm hearing around seven figures in nil money while not getting paid as an amateur. Of course, wouldn't even be there if not as an amateur. And then is sitting in Butler Cabin with the one of the oddest exits I've ever seen where they kind of like, someone must have been like, come here, Sam. He just slides out at the end. But yeah, great, great, great event overall. And uh, Rom carefree down the stretch. I mean, they, they did an okay job making it seem exciting, but Rom was, I thought it was over pretty early. You, I mean, I was very committed to my Scheffler Spieth starts and that on Sunday, at least helped me into the min cash. I thought Scheffler was until he put it into like the bushes and had to take the unplayable on 12. I thought he was kind of making a run, at least for second place. Cause he seemed, uns- he was finally making putts. It was like, Oh, here we go. Where was this for the past three and a half days? But at least that got me to the min cash because Spieth scored like a maniac. So did Sam Burns, by the way. He finished ninth in drafting scoring. Yeah, he's a beast when it comes to that. Spieth was this year's Rory because, of course, Rory was not there this year on Sunday. But like last year, what we saw Rory did was it was the same situation where last year the broadcast is trying to convince you that Rory's going to win now or, or Twitter's like, oh, and here we go. It's like, no, Rory has no chance. Go look at the numbers. He's not winning. But then this year, it was the same with Spieth. There was no chance he was winning. There, but was, was, no, like, there was no chance with Spieth. In my opinion, at least. I'm just I, I thought there was a chance for Brooks, Victor, and Cantlay on Sunday. To start the day. To start the Like, when yeah. the fourth round started, I thought those were the... Yeah, but when Phil and Spieth are making oh, a yeah. run down the stretch, like, they're not winning. It's incredible stuff. It's awesome to see. The Phil stuff, I mean, that is... I don't know if you want to talk about that. That was just... The fact that like, he won the PGA Championship when he did that at that time, and then now you see this type of run in the Masters after absolutely no form at all of any type anywhere in the world coming in and just goes on to do that is incredible stuff for a guy like Phil, who they said was pretty quiet this week around the ground. So, I don't know. He looked full of energy on Sunday and a great finish for him. I have two winners. $250 apiece for all of the giveaways that we were doing over the past, geez, 10 days or so. So, thank you again for making it the highest rated master season we've ever had on Mayo Media Network and downloads-wise and views-wise on the Pat Mayo experience and for Fantasy Golf Degenerates as well. Biggest ever. You guys crushed yeah. This week. So that was amazing stuff. So let's keep it going and continue to spread the show around. But thank you for all the reviews. The two winners, 250 bucks a piece. We'll get in contact with you at Boosh Panda. That's a good name. And at JPan85. Right. Not Japan, JPan85. Big Norman, Norman Zong fan. I got to take the panda. G- give me that okay, information. I'll, I'll send you the panda and I'll uh, get in contact with JPan85. All right. And boom, $250. Put Cold Pan in game. your name. Maybe it's CT Pan Week again. Is he back? Panda Pan. Is he actually playing? I think so. We'll I see. I don't he's think he's really playing. Currently in the field, yes. I, I see that he's currently in the field. So he's, he's coming back to try to become a two-time winner of the RBC Heritage. $6,600, Pat. I don't know if I want to play CT Pan coming off a 12-month absence or however long he's been out. <laughs> we'll have to see. The Panimal? But the double pan in those winners' names. That is true. So, maybe, maybe it is a sign. The last time he played was Maya Koba, uh, on November 6th of last year he missed the cut all right and he hasn't had a top 20 finish on tour since last year's wells fargo so we're almost a full calendar year since the top 20 he had a wrist problem right that was his thing something was going on there yeah he let us know early at least i think yeah he he didn't 
<laughs> wait until everything Tea started. Time. It was like, ah, oh, my back. I'm out for the year. That's correct. I'm going to go to live. He should have signed his live contract. Someone, man, people were ruthless about that. Willie, old Willie Z, they like, should have taken that $130 million, bud. I was like, eh, he's probably going to be fine, man. He's still pretty young. I don't know. We'll see. I'm sure he could retire tomorrow and he would probably be set for life. He's probably in good shape. But yeah, I just want to see him back. I love watching Willie Z play, so that was unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Final bets for the week. Nothing much really changed from the Feinberg show. Just bet guys I wanted to bet this week. I'm going away. I just, want <laughs> I just want to be able to stay. I had my friends text me who I'm meeting uh, on the trip. It's like, who are we betting this week so we can like watch it on Sunday and like have a sweat? He's already bet Cam Young. And, like, I don't have room for Cam Young. But Your card is still a little bit out there. Like, it's not the same as well. I have the same card as everybody because it's just the, you know, again, like I talk about so many times, you bet on the value. We, we get so high on this value because we know the number's dropping. So we take yeah, it. Yeah, so everyone bet Lowry. I, I bet Lowry. Yeah, he's 40 when I got him. I think you might have even got him higher. Like, I, I don't know, maybe you got him at 40. But I got the point him at 40. Is, I don't know where he's at now, but with obviously the Rory WD and stuff going on there and, and just everyone hitting it, it's dropped. So we take these bets. But you kind of just bet guys that you wanted to bet. That you're like, I think they can win this, so I'm betting them. Yeah, because I, I, I do think that it is a broader range of player who can do well this week. Not that I'm betting, like, absolute goobers, but guys that you wouldn't expect to win at, like, Riviera or something like that. It's like, eh, well, I mean, one of the guys I know can win at Riviera. But either way, uh, I think that Heritage kind of sets up well for them. So I started with Homa at 30. Yeah. I thought that was a big number on Homa for a guy top 15 at the Masters in approach. We know he can putt. <laughs> So, and we know he's, he can win in California and the Carolinas. And we are in the Carolinas. That is correct. So hopefully that should work out well for him. It just seemed like a really big number based on what we've been seeing. You know, I'm laughing and smiling is because it's the same damn conversation as every week we have. JT 33 opening. But there's Homa cr- at 30. He, I know he's got cratered a little bit, but the point is it's the same battle we keep having. Keep having the same conversation, Homa versus JT, and now they're at the same number again. Yeah, it, well, I mean. Or they were kind of. Yeah, well, uh, Justin Thomas got crushed before I could get to. He's down to 25 now on that's. That's at DraftKings. I think that's still the best number. So I have home at 30, M at 35, Lowry at 40, Burns, Tom Kim, and Hatton at 45. So six bets, 30 to 45 to 1. That's where I'm sticking this week. Uh, I did want to bet Siwoo, but now I have no room left for him. But, you know, if he makes a birdie on hole one, I'm going to be, like, live betting him at 10 to 1. What did you see him at on open? Uh, 75. That's what I, I saw, too. I thought about it. I did. But uh, uh, I instead bet Poston at 100. Oh, I got th- – really? You bet Poston at 100? Yeah, some got him at higher than that. Some got him at 130. I went with Kitayama at 150. I like that. With six places. Your boy, Mac Hughes. I got him, 190. 200 to one with six places. And I bet Higo at 300 to one with five places. You must have hit it at 200 and dropped me to 190. Uh, I got that one at uh, Phillip Rivers, thanks to Jeff. Okay. Because uh, I got the six places on Kitayama and Hughes and the five places on Higo. I went with Sungjae as my one and done. Jeff went with Lowry. And Cust went with Justin Thomas. Okay. That's fun. Uh, I, that's who I went with, again, just blindly over the Homa thing. So it's funny you took that. I have Sungjae, Lowry, Tom with you. One quick question. Do you think the Tom Kim 40-1 to 1 bet that many seem to have translates at all to ownership in DFS this week at 7500 bucks or, or sorry, uh, 8500 bucks nope, on DraftKings? I do not. Okay. And it, it, there, we'll get a conversation when we get there because JT and there's other guys in that range that obviously seem completely mispriced. But uh, I just wondered if that was the case because when you think about the course and how it sets up, I was telling you before the show, and I've been excited for this all year. I've said this. I took my Tylenols. I'm getting over the hangover quick. I know everyone has it from the Masters. But just to talk about it, like I love, I talked about this at Honda. The timing couldn't suck more because we're right after the Masters, so I get it. But I love. I want to see courses I like. Like I like this course with the best players on it. That's why I want to see it at Honda as well, and hopefully in the future we do when they talked about it there. But for this one, 
I can't wait for it. And it seems like a course for Tom Kim. Like, just put it in the fairway. The greens are smaller. He's probably going to still hit them. But if he doesn't, we get those short little five to eight footers that he can make. That you could just see him par it to death and make the birdies where he needs to and then find his way up the board come Sunday. And so I, I loved it at 40 to 1 in the betting market. Field strength may have the ability to affect this and why this is the case. Mm-hmm. But there's no two events that have more crossover than the Wyndham and the Heritage. Like, just the guys that play well at one play well at the other. Yeah, Webb. Webb, Ben Ann's finished second, and C.T. Pan has finished second and first, Poston's finished sixth, tenth, and first in the other one. Like, yeah, Webb, Kisner. I'm thinking of it because the Webb translates to Paul Tesori, translates to Cam yeah. Young. Put it this way, if I, like, if I was making two bets this week and just kind of opened up the book, wanted to bet two things and get out of Dodge, I don't think you, and I don't have either of these guys on my betting card, but the two guys I'm fearing the most are Cantley and Cam Young. <laughs> Cantley, man, for sure. How, how can he putt worse? But we said that we said that about uh, Scheffler yeah, after round it, it, one, and he actually did putt worse. Did I was like, worse. I said, there's no way. I said, obviously he could still lose like one and a half, but it might be better. No, he literally lost more. I could not believe that. I was shocked. He started making them as the weekend went on, at, you know, with the weather and delays and things like that. But Cantlay was very hard to watch on Sunday because I mean, he was, he's hard to watch every week. Well, he's hard again. The slow play aside, we know that again. Him, Sam Bennett, two of the slowest going. I don't care what anyone says; they're talented as can be. But it's it's horrible to watch from that perspective. I'm saying like watching Cantlay over these five footers, and you you had to sweat them. Like you just thought it was missing, and then it was incredible. Like I don't know how he does it so many times. But now this week he'll come back. Place he's played very well. Obviously in the playoff last year, losing to Spieth, probably start making them all. It's my guess, but we'll see. We need to do something about the slow play. I think you should take as long as you want to do every shot, but after lining it up for, let's say, 45 seconds to a minute, someone has an air horn next to your face as you're trying to shoot. Yeah. And but just, just the really, entire time, like, hurry the fuck up. Just what, use a shot clock. Like, I don't understand. They've just implemented it in baseball. Games are faster and better. Like, I don't know. It just I, was I nuts. Think, I think it's a little bit different because there are extenuating circumstances in golf where, like, when the, the, big, the big one is always the cooter eating a sandwich in the middle of the fairway. But Spieth was behind, like, a TV truck. Like, they have to figure out what to do. That's a separate scenario. Okay, so they're, okay, and again, there's all these things, but, like, here is an example. In poker... They, they implemented, the, obviously, they already had a time clock, but now you get a certain amount of time chips. And so it's like, your time's up. But if you throw a time chip in the middle, you've bought more time. When you run out of those chips, though, your decisions are going to get harder down the stretch. So it might be a good idea to save your time chips sure. for later in the round. But they have to have some sort of way to do it. Yeah, I, I would agree, but I think it's a bit more constant Sure. in poker. And same as in baseball. Like, you're getting the ball back, you got to make a pitch, let's go. In yeah. poker, you hear your cards, you have a decision to make, <laughs> But isn't let's that go. the same in golf? I agree, so, but sort of, golf, but like, like, man, like, hurry up. But there are some guys, like, even some guys with, like, the rule stuff, like when it lands on a sprinkler head. Some guys will be able to, like, oh, yeah, I know the rule. It'll take me 20 seconds to figure this out. Mm-hmm. Here's what I do. I put my tees down and take my drop over here. Someone else is like, I need eight rules people to come over yeah. and explain to me. So, And I get why, because you don't want to be penalized that way. But there's more of, like, random shit like that. Bringing a rules official in, though, cancels it out. The clock starts when the rules official exits. I'm just making shit up. But my point is, to to your point, like, the baseball thing was, like, yeah, you don't need to step out of the box after every pitch and click off your cleats and then look at your coach and then hop back in. Like, get back in the box. You know what you're doing. You're hitting. He's pitching. Let's play baseball. Golf, same thing. Yes, people play at different speeds, so you can use up a certain amount of time. But it is nuts. Like, some of these rounds and what we've seen all year long. I don't care what anyone says, it's never been this way that we've had so many round twos trickle into Saturday. And I know it's only the last four or five holes, but why? It's all to do with the slow play. It's what it's, it's all comes down to that, and that's a problem. The weather for the RBC Heritage, looking like we're getting rain all day Friday. Here Can we, we just go. have a normal tournament? 
Would that be nice? Next week, Zurich Classic. Very, yeah, very, no, very no, no one's going to be covering it. Yeah. No, no one wants to play it. Is there? I always forget. Is there DraftKings for it? There yeah, is, they, right? there is. Remember, they put them at the same price. That's right. So that you got to pick. It doesn't matter who you pick. So it's the winning lineup. It's like I had this guy. I had Kisner. He had Scott Brown. Same lineup. Same price. Whatever. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's nothing. It's just a good week to take a vacation, like yourself. That's why I'm going away. Why no? We got so much good content coming out. Oh, nice. I, I did. I actually recorded the mock draft yesterday with Ray and Thor. These guys fucking know a ton about college football and like the pro, like evaluating prospects. It's crazy. I don't know anything about it. So now I feel like I know stuff. Yeah. I like when you dropped the, the other shows, I call them, just because it's like, you go, you're, you're so used to the same combination of watching all the same stuff, which I'm going to continue to watch, but as many others are. But when you get the extras, that's when it's always fun, right? Oh, it's like, I, I would say tune in next Monday for Kenny and Bronsetter. Oh, I can't wait it for is, that. He, he was telling it is me. It's good. Yeah, he was talking about that. He gave, he said, I think he said he gave another story on there too. He gave a story about his grandma. Okay, yeah. Cle- he, klepto grandma. Yeah, that's good. It's good stuff. So what what are you doing with the weather stacks? I, I don't really know what to make of Friday. They might not play. It might be like we saw yeah. last weekend. It sucks because we got to cop out here a little bit. It's Tuesday instead of Wednesday. Yeah. It is what it is. It's unfortunate. We're not trying to like direct people in the wrong direction. If the, if the weather looks serious come Wednesday then we should play some stacks, right? We should look at it and see if there's delays. You can play the other side to get unique that way. You How about play... you hit up at Toe and Tambo on Twitter? Maybe I'll add it into the tidbits and as I what I'm doing. And I put in the newsletter, which the I am still putting out on Wednesday. Okay, let's do that then. Yeah, I like that. We'll, we'll put it all. I'll make a mental note. We'll add the weather and DFS insight into the tidbits this week at Toe and Tambo on Twitter. I'll add that in. And I will include it in the newsletter. You can sub for free down in the description. And you better go subscribe to it now, even if you're like a usual like clicker, because I think Twitter banned Substack links. Oh, wow. So you, when I put it on Twitter, you will not be able to click through. So I would just recommend that you sign up for free right now down in the description at Mayo Media Substack. But the, like, the wind itself doesn't look better or worse than any one wave is what I'm seeing right now, which is there's rain on Friday. Yeah, Thursday we know looks that- pretty constant. Friday looks pretty constant. It's just the rain, but then it's not much rain, to be honest, as of right now. Like, it doesn't look like crazy amounts, so we'll see. Yeah, it's like a half inch here, an inch here in the yeah. morning. But, I mean, the, the filtration system at Heritage is not quite as good as the Masters. No? I don't think so. I don't think they have sub-air underneath the entire Everywhere? Thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we'll see. That didn't even help. I mean, Saturday you couldn't. At the Masters, the, ra- the way the rain was, it was just nuts, the puddling and stuff. But, yeah, I, d- I don't think we'll, uh, we'll see too much here, but we'll have to keep an eye on it. If it changes, be on it. I'll put it in the tidbits. Be good to go. One and done. We are out of the money now. Okay, what did we play last week? I could not remember for the life of me after I went back. I, I didn't go back and listen. I should have. But what did we end up going with? I can go. We did not go Rory because we said we're going to save him. That was the problem. He was not good. He was not. Couldn't make a putt. He led all players in approach in round three and was plus seven. Maybe we can play him this week. Yeah, play him. Yeah. No. Where, where are they? Are they? No, we can't. I think it's. Week? No, I think it's next week. I can't remember what it is, but they're they're playing. I think in Australia next. But yeah, we, we can definitely not play him this week. So, um, who who are you thinking for this week? Then what, what's your thoughts? Because the interesting part is what you mentioned earlier. The course history. This is a pretty sticky it, place when it, it comes is. to course history. But so we're playing Luke Donald. But now we, yeah, <laughs> we. But now we've got it set up where we've got the stronger field. So like I don't know how much you think that affects that. I think that's great for DFS on what's kind of a quote unquote hangover week coming off the Masters. I. I do still think because of the softer pricing, we'll see stuff spread out a little bit. But still, what what's your thoughts on options that we have here for, for our guy? So I like Tom Kim in general, and I don't think he's going to be a popular one-and-done pick this week. Okay. Where we don't, and this means we, we don't have Scheffler, Rom, Cantlay, or Morikawa. They're all used for us already, as is Cameron Young. 
Oh, man, we're done. And Max Homa, we've already used. And Justin Thomas, we've already used. I think, and Sam Burns, we've already used. So it's Tom Kim, Sung Jay, Fitzpatrick. We're down to, like, those guys, if you want well, to consider it. But I like Tom, probably, out of all of them. Oh, no, we do have Cameron Young, sorry. Oh, see now. So, I mean, we try to play this on who's high in the odds, who could potentially win, and who is, like, not necessarily no one is going to use, but who's not going to be one of the two top picks. How about Xander? I just have no feel for Xander this week. I don't hear anyone talking about Xander, betting Xander. He just, he feels like he's a little bit squeezed. You know, like a, maybe not so much on DraftKings, but right. from a betting. DraftKings, yeah. he's 15 to 18 range. Every, every ends up. It's, it's same, how same he goes. But this is what I'm talking about earlier, Pat, and it goes to this conversation, so it ties in. But I'm saying like, if you like Xander, you think he can win this week? Sounds like you do. Then why, why even care about 15 to 18% on DraftKings or one and done? Like, if you think he can win, yeah. we just need to ignore that because it's what you're going to another guy for 14% around him just to say, or like you're going to Max Homa at 12% just to say I did it. Like, again, you can play them both. I'm just saying, talk about one and done. If you think Xander can win, I just don't know. Is there a spot you want to like Xander at the US Open? It's been so good there. Mm. I don't know. I, I kind of like Cam Young though. I mean, Cam Young, Tom Kim, Xander, I would go down to those three. And if you have a, trial by error is something that we can use to get rid of them and cancel those out. Like, I have no idea where I'm saving Cam Young for besides those majors, yeah, too. I, I would probably use them at the majors. Okay. I, I great at majors. As, I, as Jeff and I discussed yesterday, it's, it's funny that he doesn't have a win. And it's not that I don't think that he can win here, especially with Tesori on the bag now. Obviously, Webb has had so much success. Third last year without Tesori. He drops down that driver to three wood here. Like, he... Definitely looks good this week. Again, the ownership's going to show that too when we get to DraftKings stuff. But for one and done, I just want to go with who you think can get the job done here. We need to pick up some money, and it's a designated event with the elevated prize pool, so we want that cash. Tom Kim. In. Boom. Okay. No, nowhere that I'm saving him for, by the way. Like, obviously, you could say Wyndham, but, Wyndham, but, but like, you don't want to use him there. You want to use him when you can win $4.5 million. Yeah, agreed. However much it is. Good, good validation, quick work, but I do like it. If, it, if everyone was on the board, who do you think you would pick? Maybe more cow. What if you had Rom available? Yeah, I think that's a good play. I said that last night. Like, no, hey, he's going to be sub 1%. Yeah, in, this, in everything. In, in one and done. Yeah. I'll bust it out twice. People heard it on the show last night. Jack to Jack. And that's instead of back to back, he's going to go Jack to Jack. Green jacket to tartan jacket. He looks like a guy that would wear a tartan jacket. We said last week, who looks like a guy that would be in that picture? Cantlay? He almost had a chance. He just did not. By the end of it, obviously, Rom was likely to get one at some point. I picked him last year to win the Masters. It did not work out, but he came close. And then this year, finally gets the job done. But John Rom looks like a tartan jacket. Like, just throw it on him. I, I think it makes a lot of sense. So I'm going to play him in DraftKings this week. Look, the other thing too, Pat, with, with Rom, and if you haven't wanted that, I wouldn't hate it because whatever, it's still a designated event. It pays more this week, I believe, than the Masters, right? Masters was $18 million with three point. Five last week. This is twenty million. It, but so it might it, be close for first place money, actually, though. But but it wasn't three point five. It was actually more than that. Because three point six. I think it ended up being four point something. Oh wow! I didn't even see that. But because yeah. it, it got updated as like they didn't have like this. I don't think the Masters like releases what they pay everyone until like it actually starts. Yeah, they don't. That's what happened. It came out at eighteen million. That, then everyone was talking about what's going to adapt because of that. But this week is twenty million dollars. So I'm pretty sure. Either way, point would be with Rom is Zurich Classic. He usually played, he used to throw Ryan Palmer on his back and just take him out and get Ryan his card and say, here you go, friend. And they'd be good to go and they'd bump fists at the memorial and whatever throughout the season. But he didn't register for it yet. I think he still probably has till Friday, but the list is out there. If he's not playing that, if he's not playing, do you think he's going to defend at the Mexico Open with the way the schedule if, sets up this year? Well, I don't if, know. If he plays Zurich, he's most definitely not playing in Mexico. If he doesn't play Zurich, maybe he plays Mexico. Because I know that was a big thing for him as the best Spanish language player in the world, mm -hmm. primary Spanish language. 
that the Mexico Open and trying to build up that event was something that actually meant a lot to him. He goes, he wins the first year. Does he need to go back for the second year? Mm-hmm. No, but I guess now he's the Masters champion. He wears the jacket at the course. Who knows? I think he goes. But, but, I they, still but, think he goes but they're next all week, playing so. the next week at Wells Fargo because it's another designated event. Man, this schedule is tough. Right now, we'll talk about Spieth in a minute here. He mentioned, I think he played nine of the last 11. Again, some is on him. Like, you got to set up your schedule the way that makes sense. Like, think about it for a minute. Do you think playing nine events in a row, including a major and all these other things, and the players that gets into that mix and everything, could wear on you? Probably could. You know, Aaron Wise withdrew from the Masters with citing the mental health aspect of it. Again, hopefully he's okay, everything's all good, and he gets better. But the point being, some of this stuff seems to be dragging on. Rory, WDs this week after it was said at the start of the season that you can only miss one. He skips the Tournament of Champions right out of the gate after saying all you, everyone should be at these elevated or designated events, and now he's missing his second, which there was at one point something saying that would affect your PIP money. But obviously Rory doesn't really care about money (laughs) i'm pretty sure he's getting uh he's getting slipped some checks i'm sure he's fine either way yeah but either my my point being again if you want to go rom you can i don't think there's any problem with it i don't i think it's gonna be the lowest owned of the guys up top i agree you got uh speed i'm talking like all of them like speed cantley morikawa hovland all should come in higher or sorry um scheffler and then you have the guys below like hovland young and those guys there too so i just think rom is going to get squeezed quite a bit here up top patrick reed not playing in the international series vietnam this week no I thought that he was going to because I don't believe that he's in any of the other majors, but he's now 60th in the world rankings. So if he went to Vietnam and won, I think it would put him inside the top 50. I, I got to spend more time on it. Today's Tuesday, but I'm pretty sure I saw something about Reed getting some exemptions. I also thought he jumped to higher than 60th in the world. No, he, like I know Kepka jumped jump back up to like 39th. I believe, I believe he's 60th. This, but I thought uh, Reed got back in the top 50 and then who knows, but... Either way, it's a joke. Like, it's hard to really validate the, the OWGR. We oh, Reed did. Reed, Reed's 45th right now, but by the time the qualification comes around, like when they set the drop set, set it for the PGA Championship, he's not likely yeah. to be in there. Although Aaron Wise, he's going to drop. Noren's not playing this week. He's going to drop. You bet on Poston. He's 49th. If he wins, he's going to pass him. Yeah, he looks good this week. We'll see when we get down there. But, yeah, I, I just think it's going to be uh, tough to see. Maybe he just wants more time with his family this week. Patrick Reed. Of course. Well, they back. have two live events coming up. So put Casey is playing in the Vietnam one. Okay. But there's another one. The Casey's back. The GS Calix Mayhyung Open in Korea. We might see Patrick Reed there. It's like two weeks before the, the problem is those things like the, if you looked at the point break, I know you're joking, but when you break out the points to those things, it's nuts. Like they don't, it's not, I don't know. Like he has to win and then he, he would probably have to win to, gets, to get enough points to stay there. I think he gets like eight points. Like it's so little what they actually get for receive for the points. Yeah. But he only probably needs a little bit to stay where he is. It's if true. he wants in, he wants in. Definitely wants in. It just, it all depends on what comes off your record too at that point. Yeah. So like he will have the Wells Fargo where he had a T suck that that's going to fuck him actually. Cause he had a two years ago. I don't know what the divisor is right now, but he was T six at the Wells Fargo two years ago, which was worth 10 world rankings points. That might not even be enough. Like a win there might not be enough to cover those 10 points that he's probably going to lose from those. I thoroughly enjoyed the masters. It wasn't like a PGA versus live battle in my mind. I, no, but I didn't have to, that, but, but it was just good to see, to see them all together. Like it just, it just was, you realize you were missing that part of it. And that's why I don't care. Like it's, you know, Kenny talks about it all the time with me, but the villains and the personalities, they're all over there. Like no one has, like, he, he was dropping the, the thing last night. Like Sam Bennett is like the, the personality guy or Cantley being a villain because of how shitty the slow play is. That becomes what is villainized now versus we have the actual villains or the guys that are perceived as the villains over there it was great to see them all back together and get that play down the stretch that we got from everyone in the mix yeah they're, they're the charismatic villains yes 
Whereas Cantley, just trade Cantley to live. Can he we was do that? close to going. Remember, he Can wouldn't talk. He did the Cam Smith conversation and then didn't end up following through. Like, why are you talking to me about that? I, my team handles all that. He said and all this, and then, yeah. So he's already a big team guy. Live sounds perfect for him. Best thing was ever, too, if you remember the video of him in, I forget it was, Hawaii or whatever. He's like, these pampered fucks need to play. It's like, no, you need to play. He's the guy with the umbrella over his head as he's putting, <laughs> basically. He's the guy with the hoodie on. He's the guy taking 45 minutes to take a shot. Like, who is the actual pampered fuck? It's Patrick Cantlay. So, you realize this is why he's going to win this week, because everyone hates Patrick Cantlay He's now. still going to be one of the highest owned this week. I've got him in for 20 to 25%. It's a higher range, because there is this conversation around. Maybe, but I, I really don't see it. I think at 10-3, uh, when people aren't playing John Rahm, when we know it, who knows how much people are actually going to pay 11K for, for Scheffler when you've got Spieth winning it last year. You've got Cantlay right there. Morikawa is being talked up quite a bit for good reason. Like the course also fits him very well. And then you go down to the other guys. That 8K range is loaded when we get there. So I don't know. To me, I think uh, Cantlay still gets quite a bit of ownership this week, but he still looks pretty good on paper either way. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's dive into DraftKings. Let's do it. Most owned for the week. It looks, I don't want to say pretty flat because I do think the Cantley and Justin Thomas end up being one and two. Yeah, Justin think, Thomas is $8,900. It's a mispricing. What yeah. do you do? Do you just use them? I don't know, man. Maybe fade and pray? I, I, I'm Listen, I'm good with fading and praying. He's Andrew so that, that can't help. And also, just, man, the, the mental side of it. You saw his interview? What are you drinking, a coffee? No, a protein shake. He says, he's got a really long day ahead. No, nope, you don't actually, because you're not making it to round three. So I don't know. Like, just it seemed like he was a little bit out of it. They joke, jokingly put the pictures on Twitter of how tired he looked. Is like already just fatigued out. Again, you can make it up either way you want, but at 20 to 25% ownership, which is where it looks like he'll fall, there, it's not just fading for ownership when you get to see the guys around him. This is a pretty strong field. So to, for $200 more, you can have Max Homa, who does not project out like a you know, super chalk play by any means. Mm-hmm. And then right below him, I mean, I bet on Homa to win, so I think he can win. And then $200 lower than Justin Thomas is Sam Burns, who might be the lowest-owned guy above $8,000, who just won a WGC event at match play. And I get that there's volatility with Sam Burns, but short Bermuda? Yeah. yeah. Sam Burns jam. I like, I like that quite a bit. I mean, that's one that you could just easily make the pivot to for that reasoning. But also, uh, one thing you mentioned there, I was just thinking of about you know, the argument for the, the Justin Thomas side is didn't Spieth miss the cut 
at the Masters last year and then come out and win this. And so that's kind of like where people are flipping to that narrative too. Where I mean, that that's happened a bunch of times. I mean, when I won on Brendan Grace here, he missed the cut at the Masters the week before, I believe, and came out and won. But this is a different type of field now that it's an elevated event. All of the best guys are here. Like, if you're Jordan Spieth and you miss the cut, and last year's field was pretty good anyway. I think Spieth was like 25 to 1 is what he opened at, or 30 yeah. to 1, something Somewhere like in that. Range, yeah. He was like one of the top guys anyway. But talent-wise, there wasn't... And Not it, like this. There wasn't 20 more guys right behind him who were, like, just as good. That's why I agree. I think we throw some of that stuff out for that reasoning because that's the whole point. It's like, again, those guys that did that came into a much weaker field. The stronger field, to me, always matters. It's something I've always factored into my DFS play, bringing it in where it's like people sometimes don't look at that. Like, how well has this guy done? Ryan Fox, back when he was always crushing it in all these Europe events and then not necessarily bringing it over to a PGA tournament. He played great until the 17th hole of the third round, and then it was just... Yeah, but again, he's at different timings, I'm saying, but it's been a thing in the past where everyone just leeches on or jumps onto that because, like, oh, look at what he's done over there. It's like you realize the strength of field over there was like this at the time when they put numbers on it. It was like... 40 to 50 strength of field coming into PGA events with 600s because they're loaded like this. And that's how they were, they were um, rating them out back then. But just to give that a note, like it is a good point to you to bring over with Justin Thomas. And it's not like his game looked solid or anything. It's not the same as like the Scheffler stuff where he was dialed. He just literally couldn't make a putt or can't lay ball striking the shit out of it. And then couldn't make a putt. Like all these guys we can actually make a compelling case for. And then some of the guys that did play well, will bring that over with them. Like, you know what I mean? Like Fitzpatrick played pretty good. He could bring that over with him, no problem. It's a course that he likes. Always has talked about that. There's, there's definitely okay, a he, possibility. He's talked about how much he likes this. Hasn't course. worked he, out. It never really worked out for him. True, at the heritage. But again, bring bring the form across. I don't know. Again, playing into the stronger field. If it does play a little bit tougher, I'm just using examples there. Tom Kim, debutant. Oh, he sucks as a debut. He can't do anything as a debut. Well, like two wins, I think, as a debutant already he played on by, tour. He played well last week. Played too. well last week too. He had the good practice rounds. He was out there, right? I think he was with Tiger. Tiger. Yeah. So. You look at some of that stuff. Corey Connors missing the cut. So I, I'm that's one I wanted to talk about. What do you think his ownership at 7,800 comes in at? Do you think that people just go back? Cause 12, this, 12 to 15. People th- do go back. I mean, that's not bad, though. But it's I, not horrible. You can get it still. I'm just yeah, saying I, I do think I, it's something. I think this is a nice layout for him. I, like, I wouldn't want to bet him to win because mm-hmm. I don't think he can make enough putts at this course to win. Right. And with the strength of field that one of the better guys is going to make enough putts to win. It's one thing to do it at Valero against nobody. Yeah. Of like three of the good players to do it here against all 90% of the good players a little bit tougher. So I have Cantley Thomas. I have Scheffler coming in super high. I don't think that he comes in super high. Morikawa, Kuchar, Sungjae, and Lowry. I also have the Scheffler factor. Where do you think that goes is my question. I think Late be- steam to Rom a little bit? No. Late steam to Spieth a little bit? Or what? I think that people look at this. I mean, the, the same, the inclination I had when I built my first line. I've only built one lineup so far. I started at Max Homa, $9,100. Bucks. Like the, the depth that you can build of a six-man lineup with six guys that I feasibly think can win this week, it's pretty easy if you don't care about the top guys. And when I, I mean, this is a, no tournament has paid me more money in the history of golf than this tournament. Okay. And that is true. Uh, you have a better memory for this stuff. So just think about this for two seconds. You may remember it off the top of your head. I'm the worst with this. But I remember literally like the only time this has worked, going with this all eight. I know you're starting in 91, but it's close enough to say like the mid-tier build that literally starts way down the board compared to the caliber at the top was the Memorial when Billy Horschel won. And that was a lineup that won with five 8K guys and a 7K, high 7K guy. It was just like the all-balanced build. And the field's very strong there. So it would be... 
the same if you could bring that across here. I just don't remember what happened to the guys at the top that week. Obviously, they didn't come through, but like everyone was at that tournament. Like what what happened? I can't remember. I'd have to go back and look. That's something just was, it just came to my mind this morning on the drive in thinking about like how does this lineup work? Because I seen lineups that look really good that start with someone said yesterday on Twitter. I think it was uh, Timothy Frank was like the I'm going with the old, the old stars and stars lineup works this week on DraftKings because you can play starting with Justin Thomas and jam everybody in that lineup. You can get Sungjae, Kim, Fitzpatrick. You you have all the best guys. Im whoever you want to put in and land on a guy like Corey Connors or Kucher's history here or that, and you have a lineup that just looks like an incredible cash game lineup. But will it win tournaments when you have Rom, Scheffler, Cantley, Kawa, Spieth, guys like that up at the top? That caliber does seem slightly different. The interest part, interesting part would be coming off the Masters and the, and the being off the major. So look, looking at last year's Memorial, Horschel, Wise, Neiman, Berger, Homa, Zawa, Torres all fit. And they were six of the top seven. Right. And wait, like I didn't look, if you can just look slightly on the board, where do you see like the Roms, the Scheffler? Well, like, Cantley was third. Okay. But you didn't need him. Right. Rom was 10th, so you didn't, didn't need, need him. him. Okay. And all of those 8K guys just landed inside Product the top Product of the, all those 8K. So I will say that's what makes it a little bit tougher. Like, I understand it. I get it. I'll play it somewhere. Like, I like the I like that build. It's really strong this week. It literally is stars and stars to me. Like, when you consider some course history with some form, like, Kucher is the prime example. You mentioned him, one of your top-owned guys. His form is good. I think it's a third and 16. I'm not playing him. I get it. But I'm this is so this is the argument both ways. I'll just say this quickly. Like, some things are better bets than plays in DFS. JT, if you got him at 33, or Lowry at 40, seem like much better bets because you know the numbers drop than when you see him on DraftKings now and say like, yeah, they've got a lot going them for them, like JT Price, Lowry history. But there is other guys in those ranges that you can make just as good a case, if not better, at much lower ownership. The flip side of it is a guy like Connors. I'm not betting him to win here, but at 7,800 at a modest 12 to 13, 12, 14% ownership, I got no problem going back. The guy hits fairways. He hits greens. If he doesn't, it's easier around the green game here. It's the shorter putts that maybe, you know, you could say everybody struggles with those, but can he make them? Yeah, they're a little bit easier to make than the 25 or 30 footers where he's just going to lag it up. He's a defensive putter, which is what they, why they, many liked him at Augusta National, why he's got a pretty good track record there besides this past week. But he did get a little bit more time to rest, 7,800 bucks. I can see him being a value play that you go to. That's what I'm saying with that. So I came third in the $5 here the year that I won the 20K at the Heritage. Mm-hmm. And I faded. There was five guys above $10,000 this week. And every line, I think I built 25 lineups, 30 lineups, and just faded all five of them. Yeah. And, There's merit to that this and, week and for I, sure. And I think four of the five of them missed the cut. Yeah. And I talk about this all the time with, with wave stacks, how you can just do them anyway, even if you don't for weather. But I talk about building in sets. It's another strategy piece that I go into sometimes where, like this week, it makes sense to me to build some lineups where you just fade everybody from Morikawa and up. Even if it's not doing the balance build we just talked about where you start at a Homa or a JT to get that super balance build because to your point with the memorial that I brought up like where that's happened before, the only time I remember it happening, you needed the perfect storm because Cantley and Rum were in the mix. If it hadn't been value plays in the top seven instead of all the 8K guys in the top seven or somewhere in that range, it would have worked out differently. But I do think, Pat, this week, if everyone's playing Thomas, M. Uh, you know, somewhat Fitzpatrick and, and Lowry. Lowry, for sure, you mentioned already. Kucher, when you get down to that sort of uh, upper 7K range, I do think that the 9K just gets spaced out with everyone around 15 to 18. And that you can get tons of leverage playing that way if you're okay being off the guys at the top. Only one 10K player finished inside the top 10 of DraftKings scoring two years ago when Stuart Sink won. And only one 9K guy finished inside. The, actually, two, Connors and Fitzpatrick. Both yeah. tied for fourth. So that that was your start that year. It was 
Yeah. And we see that almost every year at this tournament. Very rarely do like the big, big, big dogs do really well. Even when Webb won coming out of COVID, like even that year, it was like Answer, Hatton, Webb, Neiman, Sergio. It wasn't Rory, Brooks, and Dustin who were one, two, three at the time. Yeah, I'm just trying to think. The other angle I was just thinking out loud while you were saying that was like the PGA schedule. I was going to pull up quickly just to see the winners. But the elevate, these designated events have been like big dog winners. Except right? for Kitayama. Yeah, which, mind you, Kitayama's been hanging with the big boys for quite some time. That was kind of a long time coming. They called him, what is it, hashtag the project? This yeah. guy, like, you know, and his losses were like Rom, like Xander, Rory or something like that, where he came in second to all those guys, regardless of the, the field level or the talent. But I just think, yeah, like that's where I have a hard time completely going off those guys at the top. But I think if building in sets, like I said, like just do some lineups where I fade those guys completely. I do like the 9K range for the factor of Hovland, Young, Finau, Xander, who you mentioned, Homa. Like these guys can all show up here and that's going to force you if you go two or three 9K guys to jump over the obvious plays of Thomas, M, Fitzpatrick, Lowry, some of those guys in that 8K range where people just have them pegged as Good floor, good ceiling, throw them in a lineup. So I, I think there is some angles to be had there as well. Let's see if I can build the highest projected points lineup. All right, let me just do something then to see how close you get. Yeah, go ahead. Cam Young, Justin Thomas as the start. Okay, let's do this. Cameron Young, JT, yeah. Who is the low guy who's going to be projected for the most? Probably Kucher, right? Yeah, but he's still like 78. Is there someone like down there? Like well, Siwoo, Kucher, how does ben, how does Ben Martin rate out in terms of projected points? Probably bad. This is like again, he's 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 fine. I just think again, that's also a product of the strength of field. Like you could argue the opposite way for him. Like you could say he's too cheap, but also you could say you know what? It's I, just a fair price. I, I bet you Chris Kirk rates really well. Let me see for his price. What's his price again? Seventy five. Yeah, he he rates pretty good. So Cam Young, Justin Thomas, Chris Kirk. That leaves you eight thousand remaining. Uh, Connors will rate out better than Kucher for $100 more, at yep. least in my mind. Put that in. And you could probably even go to... If you go Kucher, you land on Tom Kim. Yeah, but if you go Fowler, you can get... No, that's still... You can get Sungjae instead of Tom Kim, who I bet you, again, rate... If I'm trying to build, like, the highest projected lineup. Young, Thomas, Kirk, Connors, Fowler, Sungjae. So I think that Kirk is probably the threshold of projections of cheapest guy who still rates out pretty well the reason that rates out a little better actually is because the song j projection over tom, tom kim. kim yeah that's true and so we can build against that now yeah, yeah let's that, do that that's that's what, that's that's what, what i wanted to do is, so all right where do you want to go with it i don't know what to do with cam young I, I really like cam young this week but there's a lot of guys that i really like this week as evidenced by who i ended up betting on well i, I like if we start because you know you going off of that like you like max holman burns yep so, again, I, I just don't see how they can really get the heavy ownership there when you just think about some of the other factors. I think Homa gets more than Burns, sure, but when you've got the squeeze play of they're the two guys that are inside and outside of Justin Thomas, not to mention people always play a little bit of Xander, Cam Young's going to get played, et cetera, et cetera. The guys above, Morikawa, Cantlay, all those guys. I think at least this is somewhat interesting, but I think the, the play now, Pat, is, again, most people that start their lineup with like this say, okay, I'm already different enough. I feel like they just continue on with the, okay, now go Lowry and Kucher, that. I think we have to be go, willing to go down low and saying, okay, how can we stack up one more guy on top of Homa? And what does that project like? And what does that look like? Because that would be different. So what I did with this lineup, what do you feel about Rose? I think it's interesting. 
I like Siwoo a little bit more at this course, obviously. We can put Siwoo in. But I, I took out Thomas, went to Burns, and then I just subbed in Kim for Fowler. Yeah. That's fine. I mean, that's, again, that's like swapping out what you already know is a good lineup that you're just saying, I'm going to get different in a couple more spots. Mm-hmm. That works. I'm saying more so, again, like what everybody always asks about, one of the major focuses, oh, I get all the guys right, or I pick good dudes, but my roster construction sucks. I think like when we say home of Burns, everyone goes, okay, let's do it. And that's what they start with. I think you got to stack that as a way to get different in these large field tournaments. How many, okay, people start home of Burns because you said it's a good way to start. And I agree it's fine as well. But now you're in that same balanced build. You're just slightly different from it. Instead of starting with JT, you're starting with Homa. So why not say like, let's put Cameron Young on top of these guys? Okay, well, let, let's whatever try, you like. Then what I want to do is try to figure out who from down below you actually like. That's what we have to figure out. Okay. So who in the sixes do you like? I like Higo, but that's me. I like him every week. I like Davis Thompson slightly at $6,700. Not a huge conviction, but I think he plays well on Pete Dye courses. Mm-hmm. Lucas Herbert and where the hell would he go? I think I got to do Cam Davis again. Every yeah. time, guy shows up to Pete Dye, plays well. Even players this year. I liked uh, Putnam. I like your call that you just had on Davis. But how, how much was Davis? I thought he was seven. Davis Thompson? No, no, no. Cam Davis. Okay, Cam Davis is uh, 71. 71, He yeah. and Kitayama are both there. I like both those guys. You playing Denny at 72? I kind of like him. He I, fits the mold. But, I, again, I wonder what that turns into here. He's 7,200, right? Yes. Yeah, I think I'll play him. So yeah, Her- I like him. Herbert at 68 is on my short list. And then where is stupid Hughes? Where, what's he, 7,000 even? 7,000. So those are the guys that I like. Justin Su rates out really well. You know, I want to play, as always. You, you got your, uh, this could be a, another bet. I think we have $100 in the holster. But we could play Higo versus Aaron Rye. It's like both of our two favorite loser dudes. That I, I like Aaron Rye, though. The reason I like him, though, is he's so good at scrambling. But the problem is, is does he make the three-footer when he gets it to three feet? That's always the challenge. But if he gets through and makes the cut at 7,000, I actually have some interest in him. I bet Hughes, again, at 190, he's a fine play. I'm just saying I kind of like Aaron Rye for the reason of what we talked about. It's you know he, He's good around the greens and scrambling. So if he's missing those, he's probably fine still here as long as he's making those three-footers. But I think we could put Cam Davis in. I think we could put Kitty Amin. He's shown up in the big boy events. And this is what I'm saying, where now you get up to 9,000 you can really do a lot here because now you can say, okay, I can go two more balanced guys in that 9K range, or you can go your Tom Kim play with, you're a hundred bucks short of Cam Young when you do that. Who's that 7,000 we just said? Aaron Rye? Kitiyama Uh, or Davis? Just to get an idea. I just want to see how this projects. Kitiyama or Davis? Kitiyama? Kitiyama. Okay, and we both said Rye, so let me put Rye in for just one second. He actually projects, okay, and that gets us to Cam Young. Ooh, we're slight. We're about 15 points shy, so it's not as good. But just listen to this lineup: Cam Young, Homa, Burns, Tom Kim, Kitayama, Rye. It's not that bad. It's not bad. It's not going to project as well. I get it. But let's switch it around. Let's take out Tom Kim. Let's take out Rye. Let's leave Kitayama and Davis. What did you have in mind? So Homa, Burns, Kim, and M. Kim, Kitayama. Kim. It does leave 400 bucks on the table. You could improve Kitayama or Sungjae if you wanted to. Right? Who did you say at 7,600 you liked? Siwoo. Siwoo? Yeah, it only projects six points less. And it's much different. Yeah, definitely. And who's that? Like, uh, who are some of the guys at 79, 8,000 that you like? Thigala. Thigala's there and showing very little ownership. I really like Hatton this week. I do too. So you can go, let's try this. Let's take Sungjae down to Hatton. 
Then gotta, you, okay, then remind you can, me to go back because I got an idea, but go to Hatton with Sung Jay, yeah. And then you can take either Kitayama up to Connors or Henley, Kuchar, that range, or Rose, who I do like. I think you take Kitayama out, yeah, and just go up or, somewhere. Or you take Siwoo and take Siwoo up to Fitzpatrick or Lowry if you wanted to. Okay, let's try that one second just because I'm going to try three versions. The one you just said, though, if you go Homa, Burns, Kim, Hatton, Siwoo, and Connors, mm-hmm. projects as good as your first lineup. Really? So just of note... And then you said to take out Connors and take out Siwoo, go back to M, right? Was the second version you said? Was go back to M, and that leaves you $6,900. Might not be what you said. Leaves you $6,900? Yeah, but it's not what you said because you you always had Homer Burns. You were keeping Hatton in this build, but you said something about Lowry. How was Lowry getting into it? It was just you could fit Lowry if you wanted to. You, oh, one second. You leave Kitayama in, in, then you take Siwoo up to Lowry if you wanted to, so or Fitzpatrick. It's, La- it's Lowry Kitayama is what you were saying. That's yeah. the one that fits. It is about 10 points shy. And now I wanted to do one more just to look at this, because if you take out Kitayama, you leave Tom Kim, Lowry, you go to Hatton. Who's the other guy that we had in there? Sung Sungjae. Sung this was the one I was talking about. Okay, so it was the one that I said lands on 69. It was the one I was thinking of because what I was going to say to you, this is another thing where talking roster construction, when you have Homa, Burns, Kim, M, Hatton, you have no 7K guy. So now you skip the entire 7K range where there's at least 20 guys in there that are going to be, you know, want you want to play. Like there's all those guys where people are going to land on. If you can find somebody at 69, 68, somewhere in that range that you like, the projections like, I guess um, J.J. Spawn, Joel Damon, Ben Griffin, Tyler Duncan, Scott Stallings. T-Dunks. Paul even sent me a DM about T-Dunks. Yeah. That's, that's a good line. It projects three points less than your original. No 7K, no 10K, no 11K. That, okay. That's an interesting build. Let's flop this around. Let's start with Rom. Yeah, let's do that. Rom Cantlay? You Rom Cam Young? I like the double down, though. Well, would you rather go if you were to pair Rom with one of the someone else? Do you just do Rom Scheffler? Be like, yeah, the two best players in the world. Sixty nine hundred and change left over. Then you can get Mac Hughes, Kitayama. Well, if we just go what we said, it, it's he, he go. I think you already have it here, Pat. And seventy one hundred dollars again, Cam Davis. So you get Rom Scheffler, Hughes, Kitayama, Higo Davis. Rom Scheffler. I didn't get to Hughes, Kitayama, Cam Davis, Hughes, and how or much? whoever you like from the sixes. He goes how much again? Sixty-seven. All right. And I get you directly on the number. Forty points shy. Sure, but if you like, th- this lineup is banking on a Rom Scheffler. One of them wins. One of Duel. them comes in third. <laughs> yeah, I, I just. Um... And then it bog- then it means that all of the other guys who are going to project out better right now can't get there. So it sounds like Kitayama and Davis are guys we have interest in. Yeah. In the upper 7K range, we talked about Connors, Kucher, those guys. But who, like, if we go to Siwoo, who we seemed fine with mm-hmm. and is fine, and you go to 8,500, you can now go Sungjae, Tom Kim. And this is within five points. So you can go Rom, Sungjae, Tom Kim, Siwoo, Kitayama, and Davis. And that's within five points of your original. Okay, what if we go Rom? Take out one of Sungjae or Tom and get like Cam Young in there? You go Rom, Burns, Sungjae, Kitayama, Davis, Hughes. Rom, Burns. And you could get Burns up to Homa if you wanted to. 
Okay, Rom Burns, Sungjae, Kitayama, Davis, Hughes. You have seventy four hundred left. Do I like, just don't like anyone from like. Do you like Hoagie? No, not really. Fairways and greens. I don't know, but just he's going to project so much better. Hadwin. Hadwin, I don't hate. Mm-hmm. I just I, I have no real feel for any of these guys in that like seventy four. I like the guys at seventy one. Like I feel good about them. Not that I should. Not that it means anything. But. I think that there's a big line, a big line through like Min Woo is right there. You want to play some flop lag on Min Woo? Kind of do actually. You know, Min Woo. I don't know how you think of it, but I don't know if he he definitely could show up. He's shown up in strong fields in the past. We talked about again going back to that strength of field thing I brought up. He's done it, but also you know how do you think he's going to play this course? Because I have no idea if he can go and like get rid of the driver some. Like but his driver is such a weapon, though. I know, but in the case of this course, that's not always what you need. Exactly. So I, like, I think that's why people are more or less off of him. But, like, we didn't even talk about Wyndham Clark, who's the same price as Siwoo, who he's going to rate out well. People are going to use Wyndham Clark. Yeah. I looked at my numbers. He's top 10 on this field. He's playing great. Okay, what I want to try and do is not as aggressive as Rom Scheffler, but skip the 8K range. So we can leave Rom, Kitayama Davis, go Cam Young, because you brought this lineup up before, so we may as well do it. It leaves you 7550, which is your Kirk and then one of Wyndham Clark or Sibu Kim. I mean, I like Siwoo and don't think that I'm not going to play the all Asian lineup like I did at Wyndham when I won the Listeners League. What is that one? Siwoo, Tom, Sungjae. Sungjae, Tom, Siwoo. Siwoo. You want Kitayama in this one? Uh, Kitayama and Su. Is Su in this? Yeah. Thought he was getting ready for his Zurich next week, by the way. That's the big bet. Uh, it does oh, be- it lands on Rom. He's from Korea, too. Korean Rom. It's <laughs> close. He's got a passport. But I don't mind that. that that's a fine lineup. That, that's definitely a nice lineup. It actually projects only six points less than the original. I mean, if you could, is there anyone in the upper part here that we can get to? Nah, there isn't. You could play uh, Morikawa. Yeah, that's what I was saying. We can go like Morikawa. And then Su goes to. No one is the thing. Tyrrell Hatton. He is Korean. <laughs> I don't know. We got to take somebody else down. Can, can we just can we just open it up to all of Asia and we can put in uh, Asian heritage Sahith Tigala in there? No, no. You'd have to put Xander, uh, and it lands you on six thousand even. Yeah, which there's see. no one. So then you have to take someone down. It can be done, Pat. Take down. We'll we'll start with Sungjae because if we have the hundred, we'll go back up. Well, to you, him. you can take Siwoo down to Kadaira, the the magic man for my winning lineup. So, and seven, Ricky Fowler. Fowler? This is the heritage lineup mixed because you've got and RBC heritage of Asian heritage descent. You have Ricky Fowler, Xander, and then you've got Kawa, Su, Tom Kim, Sung JM. Or sorry, Tom Kim, Siwoo Kim. Three, it only projects 10 points less than the original. Siwoo doesn't fit in this lineup for me. You've got M over Kim. Oh, I have Kitayama in over Su. Yeah, you can't get that either. There we go. It's closest we can get to it. Winning. Morikawa Xander is an interesting start, actually, now that we just kind of fucked around with that. Yeah, the main thing about that is, I'm, let me check here, but I'm almost, it's close, if not. so like, I, I think I've bet Morikawa every year at this event. He's going to win this event if he plays it every year. 19-3, very close. It's opposite of what I usually like to show off, but this is an example of, so it's 19-2 for Cantlay JT. It's 19-3 for Morikawa and Xander. So almost, you need to find 100 bucks somewhere with the other four places, but a lot of lineups probably start with Cantlay JT. 
Yeah. Because it's easy to set up. What it's if you just start with more for cheaper? You could go Morikawa Homa then instead. That's what, so, so that's my point. Every lineup you look at that you've built at home already, just on the toilet or on the shit or whatever you want to call it, you and you've got Cantlay JT, every single one of those can be Morikawa Homa, or if you can find a hundred more dollars, can be Morikawa Xander, and it's gonna come in at way lower ownership. I would suspect look, Morikawa will still get ownership, Xander will still get ownership, but it'll be less than JT and Cantley. We know that much. That's where, like I said earlier, kind of the the hangover effect of the, what I always call, Pat, the lazy weeks, you won't get it as much because we also are mixing it with soft pricing and a strong field. So we get the, the spaced out or the balanced ownership effect. But we do know the guys you mentioned earlier, the Lowry's, the Coochers, probably even Poston somewhat, but the JT's, the, the Cantlay's, the guys that will have the most ownership in the range, you at least know that much coming in. So Connors, Coocher, Rose, Kirk, Hoagie a little bit, Poston is going to get up there, I think. Not like up, up there, but like double digits. And that's kind of it from $8,000 down, I think. That's what I'm thinking, but I'm is just... There, is there anyone else that you see who might get there? Like, will Ben Martin get there? I don't think that he will. No, but here's the chalk lineup. I found it actually projects seven points better than the one you started with because you just named all the names I was typing them in. Mm-hmm. Um, Cantlay. It's funny, actually. It doesn't include JT, so we'll have to edit it, but it's crazy still. Cantlay, Sungjae. Lowry, Kucher, Connors, Connors, Kucher, Poston. It still works, and you don't have JT in it. So that's at least somewhat interesting. Now, getting JT is no problem, but who do you sub out between Lowry and Sungjae to get JT? I guess if you want to sub out Poston to a 7K guy. Could, could, you, could you go... You said you have Lowry in that lineup? Yes. How much worse does Thomas Hatton project? Well, he's only 100 bucks less. Oh, Sorry. So I need to, what I what I was thinking you could do is if you can get to a seven K guy here off of Poston, which is pretty easy. But I don't know who it is Mac that people Hughes. actually play. You think they play him? Like his history is not incredible. Are people just be playing him off the Masters? I, 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 I actually think he's. You want to talk about guys that are just better bets than probably drafting plays? Hughes for plays? sure. Yeah, Hughes he's is one most for sure. One hundred ninety or two hundred to one. You got him at with places. Take a shot if he comes through and continues the form. He played pretty good last week. He's got to be feeling good, but. Doesn't seem like a great DraftKings play when you think about the range that he's in and all the other options. So just to take him back out, all I was saying is it could easily be him and you would plug in... Uh, if you plugged in Mac Hughes, maybe people would go this route. You could then put Sungjae up to JT. I'll give you a guy. Who do you got? Pendrith. Yeah. All the courses he plays well at? Short courses. How much is he this week? I didn't 6, even consider 6900 bucks. He fits the build from earlier. Maybe some late steam could get to him, but... He's I not just, getting owned. He's been so bad. Yeah, it's been horrible. I, I would take chances on some other guys around him, I think. I just don't. What is he? Like, literally nothing, man. Seventh at Pebble Beach mm-hmm. way back when. Like, that's it. That's that, that is really it. I kind of, that, that lineup at least was interesting because it didn't include JT. But I guess if you were going to knock one of Connors or Kucher, I think I'd knock out Connors. So let me go back to this. See, I, see. I would knock out Kucher over Connors. I would. I don't think everybody else would. That's my point. Oh, People okay. are playing Kucher. I'm just trying to see what the best version of that. Do you think Doc Redman or Sig or any, like none of these $6,200 guys are going to get love. So I don't know who else it is then, man. Like you have to cut one off. Between JT, Sungjae, and Lowry, what's the common double? If if people are playing two out of three. JT and Lowry. JT and Lowry. Because everyone bet them anyway. So Sungjae gets bumped down. Maybe it's a guy like Kirk, who you said. And then who was the guy at 73 was posting? Okay, so I found the other version of it then. We found it. Projects actually three points less putting JT into it, but it's Cantlay, JT, Shane Lowry, Kucher, Kirk, Poston. All should be pretty popular guys. 
So again, you're looking to build against this probably and stuff, but I'm saying that is what people are considering play the best plays. These are some of the versions. We did the JT, the non-JT version, and now we found the JT version where people are going to be considering this. Now you have to make decisions. Like you said, we don't like Kucher. So maybe Kucher becomes Wyndham Clark. Or Siwoo. Yeah, I'm just messing around with it. I think you can go Clark and Siwoo. Yeah, you can. So that's my point. Just little quick fixes where you take out Kirk and Kucher. Every Kirk Kucher lineup can be Siwoo Wyndham Clark. Done. Projects almost the exact same at much lower ownership. Just a prime example, but you still have Lowry, Poston, JT, and Cantlay. Now, what did we say about you'd keep those same changes? Now you take out Cantlay and JT. You go to Morikawa. You go to your guy, Homa, who you said. And now you can also take Poston up or Poston down. Is there anyone at 7,200 that you like? No. Okay. I thought Denny. Denny, yes, but I think I like Cam Davis more and Kitayama more. Okay. If you, if you don't have to max it out. You don't have to max it out. Definitely not. I was just saying like, okay. So but I, I, I will be playing Denny. I'll throw that. Okay. So if we go D- Denny, the reason I said it is because now listen to this lineup and it probably still projects pretty well is now, and it's only about eight points behind the one we just did, but now you've got Morikawa, Homa, Tom Kim, Siwoo, Clark, and McCarthy. Way, way, way lower ownership. Only like eight points less on the projections. And it's, all guys you kind of mentioned that you would like. Again, you can swap Denny to who the original guy you mentioned, I think was Cam Davis, you were interested in. Yeah, or or if you had the $100, you can get Ooh. up to Matt Wallace, who I don't mind. No, 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 you can do it even better now, Pat. You can do what you wanted, I think. Oh, no, you can't. That's that's still 100 bucks short. I, I did find a guy at uh, $6,800 that I do like. 68 Yeah. Who do you like? Batia. Akshay. Let's get some Akshay in there. Okay. Guy, so guy Ak- plays well on these coastal courses, man. Same as Kitayama. Akshay almost gets us to... Hmm. Akshay scores on par fours, can't chip, which isn't like the end of the world here. Trying to find it, Pat. It's just so close, man. We're always 100 bucks short. Who was the guy at 75? Okay, Siwoo or Wyndham Clark? Siwoo. So go back to Kirk. You're okay with that? Because who cares now? The lineup's already solid. Uh, okay, let me ask you about the 75. Uh, it just, I, I only ever mentioned Kirk because I thought that he would project out well just based on what I know projections work off of. Right. I think he is my... Th- third favorite of the 75 guys i think i like montgomery and gary woodland more um i definitely like kirk the best but he's also gonna have the highest ownership so why why are we going away from montgomery he's he's fine i just feel like he's still gonna get a little love i I like your your clark call i I like just getting to see woo even down below though like i said I, i think didn't people want hoagie last week did they I thought so. Like at 6,900, he seemed at least somewhat interested. People were interested in him. You know, now he's... He was 10% owned at the Masters. Yeah, for 6,900. That's a double-digit 6K play. It shows at least some interest there. Now nobody wants him at 7,400 in a similar field strength. But at a course, he's just going to hit fairways and greens. Like hey, that's- if it comes down between you have one guy to pick between Kirk and Hoagie, and Hoagie's half the ownership, give me Hoagie. But I just... There are people I prefer in this range a little bit more. Like even... I, eh. Well, I, I, hate, I, I hate this range. I got a thought. I was just going to say, this is the, the argument to be made here is also all those balanced 8K range lineups or even the Rom Cantlays or the Cantlay Xanders or the Cantlay JTs, they end in this upper 7K range. And I do think, I was saying this last night with Kenny, 7,400 down to 72 even. You talked about Denny, who you don't love, but like there's KH Lee, there's Denny. But right here at 73, the Harmons, the Hadwins, those types of guys Wallace. that can just show, Wallace, that can just show up at this type of course, and it, would it really surprise you if they're top 10 on Sunday? 
I always say that about Hadwin every year here, and I don't think he's ever finished inside the top 20. Sure. And like he's always like a guy that we read, like when we think about the type of player that would just abnormally play well at this course versus others, Hadwin is the perfect skill set. He hits every fairway. He's going to be kind of dialed in with his irons. When he gets out with the putter, he makes everything. It just it has never happened for him here, and I don't know why. Maybe he needs a stronger field. Maybe. Let, let me do something quick because I want to see this. So if you go Hadwin, I'm just doing what I see. Hadwin, Harmon, and then you go like a Rye, who we talked about at 7K, and then who's the other guy I just said? It's a Hoagie. You have nobody in the 72 or 70, or sorry, the 71 or 72 range, which is like the Kitayama Davis McCarthy type plays that people might go to. You have nobody in the Kucher, uh, Connors type range up, up above any of those guys. And then now you land on 10 5. You can get like a Rom Hovland, for example. You, or, or you could go like Scotty. Scotty. Scotty, Scotty Kawa. Yeah, Scotty, Scotty Kawa. Kawa work? Scotty who? Scotty Morikawa? Yeah, that works. Just an example, though, I'm saying that's like a game where I, I feel like you haven't went that crazy where we were trying earlier, like you were needing like the 6K guys to make it all work. You still have solid guys that could show up at this course in any strength of field just because their game set and their skill set, sorry, matches up. Course fit would be better than maybe some of the others. I, I just think that's something interesting to look at because you're skipping all those guys in the popular landing ranges. And by the way, no 9K, no 8K guys at all in that, in that build. You're only about 12 points shy of your original build. Do you like Ricky Fowler? I did last night. Uh, I said, like, you know, very interesting turn, but I, did, I don't know if you would have known this. Like, you probably do, but like six of his last seven top 20s. Yeah. He's like the minor league Jason Day. It's been pretty good. And, you know, course could show up at, and the price is fair. The only thing I noticed in doing my stuff this morning is it actually looks like he's already bumping to double digit ownership, if not more. And while that's fine, and you can easily still get overweight, there's. I'm just saying again, the range is absolutely loaded. There's cases to be made for other guys around him, but I, I'm I'm not gonna say I won't have Ricky Fowler because I do think it's at least somewhat interesting. Will he make a main lineup? I don't know at this point. Like again, have to see how it all shakes out. I would probably still play uh, Siwoo over him, even with ownership. I just don't. I just like him better. I I don't even see Siwoo rating out that highly in terms of ownership. See, neither do I as of right now, and that's what I'm saying. We'll see how it actually shapes out, but. Uh, two more guys I wanted to ask you about because we didn't go there in that range of the other dudes. Like we talked at least a little bit about Thigala, but what about Russell Henley? Russell That's, Henley, no one seems to be using. At 7,800, played very well at the Masters. Why, this should set up well for him. And then Keegan Bradley. We got Paul right here. Uh, he's you, saving, you tweeted this he, yesterday? He's saving it all for the PGA Championship. Oh, okay. 125 to 1. It's in the Northeast. Like, I kind of like both of them. Of course. Uh, I'm just saying, I kind of I like both of those I, I was going to ask you about Sam Stevens. Second and third, last two starts. Yeah, I, I looked him up. I talked about him last night a little bit with Kenny. Again, I'm taking shots on what I'd call like guys that I just play down there. He is definitely one of them. I play JJ Spawn. I play uh, who's the other guy? I was I was Nick Hardy. I play like I'll, I'll take I, I take more shots on some guys in in a field like this down there. But again, because I'm going to be mixing it up up top and building in sets, I'll probably just play. Uh, less of these guys down low and just take my stands on my guys like I like down there who I mentioned. So if you believe in course history and course fit for certain locations, the Heritage falls into a mix with most of the Pete Dye courses, Wyndham, Colonial, Sony Open, Honda, those sorts of courses. The shorter, more or less Bermuda grass, green courses, right? Sounds like Henley. It does sound like Henley. Keep going. It sounds like Kucher and Kisner and all those guys, right? Mm-hmm. And Webb. Sam Stevens. Valspar, miscut. Honda, miscut. Sony, miscut. RSM, miscut. Mayakoba, miscut. Second at Valero. Third at Corrales. 15th at Puerto Rico. 13th at the Farmers. Like, give this guy the longest course possible, and he's going to be good. Get him on a short course, it doesn't seem like he has a clue. 
yeah. what's going on. It's weird. That is interesting then to bring that up because, again, like I, I just thought he's like another interesting name. But I, like I said, I, the guys I was talking about, like I play Rye. I'll take Sands on these. I play Rye. I play Steven Yeager. I play JJ Spawn. I play Nick Taylor. I play Tyler Duncan. I play Alex Smalley. I play... Smalley, I am in on. Yeah, like at 6,700, it feels good. So there are two other guys, and I don't know what to do with them because, I, I mean, they won me a bunch of money at Sony earlier this year, and they're sort of the opposite of Sam Stevens where the only times they ever show up are at these style of courses, Lipsky and Ben Taylor. Two guys that people loved playing six weeks ago. Now they want nothing to do with them, but we haven't played a course like this in ages. Hmm. Yeah, they're tough clicks, man. I understand they're tough clicks, but Ben Taylor, you know, third in Houston, fourth at the Sony, he popped fifth at the Honda. I like da- I like David Lipsky better. Okay, I definitely will say that I drafted him in our draft too. I forgot about that. I I, I like him. I, th- I think again, there's something there, but I, I just hasn't haven't seen it. You get the better performance, like top end performances from Ben Taylor. Like he actually has like top tens. Lipsky right. has like one ever. Yeah, I thought we would see more upside from him. Like, that's what I'm not getting. Also, uh, Neesmith, by the way. Oh, he's back, is he? He's right there, and no one's playing him. I, I think the he's last... another guy that says his favorite course because of his engagement here and all that used to be the narrative, and now everyone's off it completely. But, man, usually that is what he does. It's just fairways, greens. I think the last time I played him, he was 13 over par. Yeah, I believe it. Let's see. His uh, current results are miscut, miscut, 39th. That's pretty good. Miscut, miscut, 55th. Miscut, miscut, miscut. And the thing is, he's not outscoring that 39th by anything. He might be me. There might be guys behind him in 45th outscoring him, dropping him to 40th. What it was on one, the scoring it was sheet, one so. thing when he used to hit every fairway. That was great. He hasn't gained strokes off the tee. In fact, he's lost at least a stroke and a half per round, basically in every turn. All right, I'm out on Neesmith. And he can't hit his irons anymore. Yeah, done. And he couldn't putt anyway. Clip this. We'll, we'll post this on Saturday when he after he's already. I mean, I won't. I'll be away. Crushed. I don't He'll be care. done. Yeah, exactly. I just want to check in to see if I won money, and I'll be like, perfect. Although I, I get sucked into this tournament all the time. I love this tournament. I'm, I'm very excited for it. Like I said, I just am. I, I love seeing. I love that we're getting this. This is what I wanted at the Honda. I'm getting it here. I'm happy about it. I love this course. I think it's a, a unique place to play, and I'm so excited that we get to see all the best players on this course. Think at least the majority of them. Think we'll fill the listeners league? I think we will. I think we will. The hangovers kick, you know, starting to take a breeze now. People got their Tylenol in them. They're, they're getting over it, Pat. Thousand spots remaining, and we're recording this on a Tuesday. That's true. As opposed to the Wednesday. It's going up on a Tuesday. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going out right away. All right, cool. We'll have a fun few weeks. You have a great vacation. I'm going to also be on vacation, but <laughs> we're working on some other things. So we'll see what comes from that. But right now, enjoying it. Everybody everybody knows they can reach out to me on Twitter. Hit me up, DM, whatever. Hit you back as best I can. Try and help you out. And I'll put the weather stuff in the tidbits this week as an additional bonus ad at the bottom. Yeah, so the newsletter this week is just going to be like a collection of links, the final cheat sheet, the tidbits, everything like that. I'll probably have the mock draft results that we did as well when I put that out, just in case people want to go reference them. Do we have the update yet on the dra- on the original draft we did this season where I just, I just mentioned the Lipsky thing and then thought oh, about yeah, it? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, with uh, I know that Rick was saying he was going to work on it throughout, and it's obviously not easy to update every week or something, not expecting that, but I didn't know if we ever got a recent update. Uh, I don't know. Let's see. Tweet it out or something. I, just, I was curious. PME leaderboard. I think I have it like bookmarked. This could be last year's. I can go look at it. Yes. I assume I'm not winning. Oh no, Pat's killing everyone. But you, I have Scheffler. You're, so se- you're in second. Okay. It's Pat Perry, who has Rom. You're four million behind in second. Bear off is at so twenty million for Pat Perry tour junkies. You're at sixteen million in second. Bear off is at fifteen million in third, and I am at twelve million in fourth. Is Kenny DFL? 
No. See ya. A, B, see ya. <laughs> Five million bucks. Not see ca- you later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see you later. Uh, it's actually Feinberg, Rick, and see ya. Uh, one, two, three. I mean, look yeah. at how the year's wet so far. He pretty much needs certain guys just the way it goes. But yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. I mean, Morikawa's not really doing it for me. I got a nice, I got a nice boost from uh, Davis Thompson. And Ricky Fowler's playing well for me. That's true. Man, Ricky holding you up a little bit. We need, to, we need uh, Tom Kim to hold us up Se- in the one and done. Second round pick Billy Horschel not looking so hot. Yeah, Cam Smith not winning the Masters killed me. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's sort of the end of you. I could have taken – actually, no, I couldn't because Feinberg took him. Who could I have had? No one, really. No, I could have taken Connors with my pick instead of Horschel, which would have been much better. Yes. So far. So far, yeah. So far. And Tatton hasn't done anything for me. So when he wins this week, I'll be boop. I like him for, for DraftKings this week. I like him as a bet this week. So there we are. Yeah. At Toteg and Tambo on Twitter. Congratulations again to at Boosh Panda and JPan85, winners of $250 each. Thank you again for the review, subbing to the newsletter, and everything to support the show during Masters Week. You can support the show this week by smashing the like and subbing to the channel and subscribing to the newsletter down in the description completely free. I'm Pat Mayo. Thanks for watching. I'll see you next time. Experience! Experience!